Welcome to Coffee to Go, where we center ourselves in the scriptures, seasons, and holy days of the Christian tradition. I'm Karen Peter, and I'm here with Blake Smith. We're your hosts, and we welcome you on the journey. So on this third week of Advent, where are we uh, with Jesus this week? Well, Jesus has not yet. uh, Jesus has not yet entered the frame, if you will, because last week we listened to what Mark's gospel had to say about John the Baptist's ministry of preparation. And this week we are hearing from John's gospel kind of what came next. And so John the Baptist has crossed the river, gone into town because he's been hauled in to give a defense of himself. No, being a person who has been hauled in to give a defense of myself periodically, I feel for him. But he's defending his ministry, his preaching, his baptizing, because remember, he's a bit of an outlier, a rebel um, who wears animal hides and eats bugs. And the religious leaders don't quite know what to make of him. So what does John have to say for himself, Blake? Well, let's find out. Our scripture today comes from the gospel according to John. It is the first chapter, and it is the sixth through the eighth verse and the 19th through the 28th verse. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who send us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. To this took place. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Boy, talk about stubborn. Yeah. (laughs) We've talked before about Jesus turning the tables on the Pharisees and John's not really turning the tables, but he's just not giving in to the pressure. He is not. He is not. He's pretty straight talking, isn't he? He is. And 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 what what he's straight about is this is not about me. This is not about me. This is about Jesus. This is about the one to come. And I am here simply to witness to that light. Yeah. Um, So uh, which is really what Advent's all about, isn't it, Blake, is that we. We are waiting for that light, like John. It is. Absolutely. I actually, uh, one of the commentaries that I read, David Bartlett, he put it in a way that that I've been thinking about all week, and I I really like it. And I'm not sure exactly what it means for me completely, but he says um, there's two ways of of saying that. He, He wants to, during Advent, remind us that, again, it's about pointing to Christ and not about pointing 
to ourselves. So he says, Advent is about our waiting for Christ. It is not about our waiting for Christ. And I go, okay. So obviously in the first, the emphasis is on Christ. It is about us waiting because ultimately it's not about what we do. It's not about uh, putting the decorations up and getting ready and having everything a particular way, but it's, it's preparing the way for Christ to come and, and focusing and giving witness to Christ. It's not about who we are. It's about who we point to right. in our lives. So, I mean, that's, that I think is, is really important because John, he doesn't talk about who he is. He says who he's not essentially um, who he is, is simply the person who has come to witness to the light that is coming, the true light of Jesus. So this Advent is a time of waiting and preparing and hoping for the light and believing that the light will come. It's not about the busyness. It's not about the lights and the presence and, and all of that. It is a time of wait, hopeful, hopeful waiting with because we have the faith to know that it will come. Yeah, and it's waiting for that true light of the world. There's right. there's a, especially in our world now. There's a lot of things that we could kind of classify as light whether it's like a spiritual awakening or whether it's an epiphany moment that we might have, but but we're talking about the the intense um trueness of the light of Christ as one who comes to point to the kingdom of God, the reign of God, the um, commonwealth of God. So, yeah. Right. And, and there's no doubt that, you know, during the Advent time, there is a time of, of prepare, uh, preparing a, a preparation or so. So some of it is about how we are doing and what we are doing to prepare, but it ought to always be with the focus on that witness toward yeah. Christ. And so, um, we might ask ourselves this week, um, in what ways do we bear witness? to the light that is in us, whether that's spiritual light, whether we consider that spiritual light or the light of Christ or divine light, however you see that, what ways do you bear witness to the light that is within you? Now, John, of course, refers to himself as a voice in the wilderness. When have you heard or sensed a holy presence in your own place of wilderness? And then um, this actually comes out of, of a spiritual practice, holy illumination, but there are a couple of questions that come from that. Are there aspects of my life that I should shed some light on to better understand? Keeping with this theme of, of witnessing to the light, what what is it in our own life that we might need to shed some light on to better understand? And are there areas of darkness in us? that we might shed some light on to dispel that darkness. Yeah, that can be personal. It could be community. It could be uh, a lot of different ways when, when we talk about where there might be some darkness. Yeah. Especially when we're trying to live into justice and peacemaking as a, as a way to be. So here's an idea for experiencing this this scripture this week. 
Um, we're, we are in the third week of Advent, so we are coming close to Christmas. The fourth week of Advent um, begins actually with Christmas Eve, I think, is the fourth Sunday of Advent this year. So we're pretty close to Christmas. So take a little bit of time to view the seasonal lights that are up maybe in your neighborhood or in your zoo or other place that's well lit for the season and go and view them as a family activity or as a group activity or even on your own if you simply walk through the neighborhood or drive through town um, and do it as a spiritual practice as you view the lights. A lot of times you do it just as part of our festive seasonal thing. I like to get my festive Starbucks beverage <laughs> and <laughs> drive around, look at Christmas lights. But this, this year I'm going to, I'm going to do it as a, as a spiritual practice and view those seasonal lights as representation of preparing for the true light to come. So then when you get home, take a moment to share with those that went with you, or if you went by yourself, take a moment to write in your journal, or just copy down some some notes for yourself. But think about the feelings and images that came to mind as you viewed the lights. And what does a celebration of light feel like? So I guess it's kind of a spiritual practice for this week for our experience. And we'll call it the practice of the celebration of light for this week. So as you process it, Contrast how you feel when you think about Jesus, the embodied God, as the true light or one light or anticipated light, whatever works for you, and contrast those feelings to what what feels different about the celebration of light, the practice that you did as you viewed the seasonal lights. Do they feel same? Do they feel different? And why? And what does that have to tell you about your experience in this season of Advent? So I don't know, Blake, for me, it feels a little bit like if I can connect this feeling of the seasonal festivity and the joy and celebration I find in it and connect it more effectively to how I feel about my own preparatory behavior to clear the way for Mm -hmm. justice and peace and the light of Christ to come. Those sometimes live in separate parts of me. And this year, I'm hoping the practice of seasonal light will or celebrating the light will help connect those more effectively. So we'll see listeners if that does the same for you. That is a great task to take on here in Advent. So our blessing today comes from Jan Richardson and it is titled, Blessed Are You Who Bear the Light. I don't know, um, all of our listeners might not have been with us in a recent episode where we actually looked at the Beatitudes, but talking about um, what does it mean to be blessed doesn't always mean that life is jolly and great. As a matter of fact, as we look at the Beatitudes, um, many of those who are named as blessed are those who are in the thickness of life. And um, so just kind of keep in mind the Beatitudes as you hear this blessing today, because um uh, it calls us to have hope in the midst of that struggle as well. Blessed are you who bear the light in unbearable times, who testify to its endurance amid the unendurable, 
who bear witness to its persistence when everything seems in shadow and grief. Blessed are you in whom the light lives, in whom the brightness blazes, your heart a chapel, an altar where in the deepest night can be seen the fire that shines forth in you in unaccountable faith, in stubborn hope, in love that illumines every broken thing it finds. Mm. So whether you're finding yourself in a place of joy or in a struggle against justice or in a struggle for justice for others, may you be blessed as you seek to be the light. Thanks for joining us again this week at Coffee to Go. We invite you to join us, as always, next week for the next part of our journey through the liturgical seasons and holy days of the Christian tradition. Mm -hmm.